Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. You think I got it? That, that time? was good. Yeah, that was good. That was like oh, really close. Yes, I hate this delay. It's whatever. Yep. Also, I'm never going into studio, so I'll deal with it in perpetuity. Uh, great to be on with everyone here on the BeckQL Network on this wonderful football Wednesday. Awesome first three hours of the show and a certified banger of a power hour coming your way starting right now. Over the course of the next 60 minutes, we will bring you bets of steel coming up in the National Hockey League. An abbreviated two-game slate, but we got a bunch of bets coming your way. We will give you our bets for Game 3 of the ALCS with the Rangers and the Astros in Arlington with our guy Mad Max Scherzer on the bump for Texas against Christian Javier and the lying, fraudulent, cheating Houston Astros can't wait to talk about that. Lockmas is coming up in a little bit here. Ken's going to give you a pick for college football for this weekend early on in the week. We'll also talk the number one overall pick in the NFL draft market. Like, are we sure Caleb Williams is definitely going number one overall? Monster teaser discussion as well for week seven in the National Football League as we move along. But joining us right now to kick off the power hour, joining us on video so we get to see his handsome face and what a treat it is, is our good friend, I, I feel like I do a bad job every week introducing Eric Eager because he's actually a doctor. I need to be called Dr. Eric Eager joining us here on You Better You Bet. Now, Dr. Eager works Dr. for our e. friends. He's shaking his head. Maybe he doesn't Dr. like e. that. Yeah. Uh, works for our friends over at Sumer Sports. Does an awesome job on the Sumer Sports football show with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov. It is great. And Eric is a great follow on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Uh, my friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week seven. Do, do you not like being called uh, Dr. Eager? No, it's fine. I feel like, though, there's like it creates this separate. Like, I feel like I'm friends with you guys. Like, I don't need my friends calling me doctor. You know, like, uh, and Mr. Eager's my dad, right? So, like, it's it, just Eric, you know, just just Eric. I, I so, actually feel I like because we... we're friends, it makes it funnier to call you doctor. But I certainly understand <laughs> right? what you. What, I certainly understand almost like what we'd be like doctors trying to say jabbing you, like it's like okay, doctor, <laughs> like whatever you say, buddy. Uh, and you're we, people can kind of see this a little bit on on camera. We talked about this off air a little bit. You're wearing an Arizona State sweatshirt. You you said you teach a class. That's what. What, I'm guessing this is like data science. Or what do you teach a class in? Like, tell us a little bit about yeah, this. Like, yeah, it's like an exec ed data science class. I got a friend who runs uh, one of their uh, programs there. And yeah, it's just a uh, little... Uh, I've, I've made courses. Like, I, you guys probably... I was a professor for six years before I uh, before I got into all of this. And so um, I I have, like, old materials and stuff that I just end, end up, like, kind of selling and, and teaching a couple hours a year. So uh, it's fun. God bless him. The great Eric Eager joining us here on You Better You Bet. All right, Eric, Doc, whatever. Uh, let's get to the games this weekend. And let's start with the game of the weekend. We've been asking all our guests about it today. Fascinated to get your take here on the Eagles and the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. Philly's a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, Eric. The total is 52. 
We know that Devontae Smith didn't practice today for Philadelphia. Hamstring injury, which, I mean, like, obviously if he's not going to play in the game, it probably changes everyone's handicap. But it's still early in the week, so we'll wait for Thursday and Friday in the news on Devontae Smith. What is your handicap at this point in the week right now for the Eagles and the Dolphins? Anything you feel good about? Yeah, I don't have really a, a bettable opinion on this. I mean, it's it's a, I make the game one and a half, two. Uh, I do think the total's a little bit high. I think that the the place where the Dolphins have really killed teams is at the, you know, playing against teams that can't get a pass rush that are kind of struggling at the, the line of scrimmage, especially defensively. And that's just simply not who the Eagles are. I know, you know we, we need to see, you know, make sure that Jalen Carter is is alive, you know, as well for this game and everything. But I, I think that that changes the complexion of it. And I and Tua is one of those guys that is really good when he has a platform and not quite as good when he doesn't. So it I, I think it's weird because this is just a really hard game because I've also been on the side, and you guys know this, of I'm not really that bought into the Eagles offense. I'm not really that bought into Jalen Hurts and, you know, in year three of being the starter there. I, I think he's taken a step back, and we saw it against the Jets with the three interceptions uh, the other day. I, I – it's it's tough one for me. I do think this game is going to be lower scoring though uh, than the, than the market suggests. Eric, you you referenced Tua there and Jalen Hurts obviously matching up in this game. Uh, we'll do awards tomorrow on the show, but we had a ESPN is going to do like these quarter poll, not straw polls because I don't think these people vote for the award, but they pull like twenty of their writers or something for who's going to win most valuable player this year. And Tua is, as you can imagine, it makes sense. He's the leading passer in the league, in the lead right now for most valuable player, like according to that poll. And he and Patrick Mahomes have basically the same price, a little more than three to one most places to win most valuable player. You referenced Hertz, maybe he's taking a step back. Lamar Jackson hasn't been great statistically so far this year. Josh Allen, like against the Bill, against the Giants rather on Sunday night, like that wasn't great like Herbert lost Monday night Burroughs already got a couple losses like you go kind of down through the list and you're like mm-hmm. man like I, I don't know about it is it is it as simple as like when we get to the end of the year you think two is going to win MVP or you think it could get a little crazy no I don't think it's tough I mean I remember last year I was on my Chiefs podcast the Red Golden Bold show and I was saying at the time Jalen Hurts was minus 150 to win the MVP after Patrick threw the three interceptions against the the Denver Broncos that weekend right and you're like it gets it gets weird, right? Uh, I I think right now um, it's a good bet to look at who you think is going to lead the league in EPA per pass attempt. That generally speaking is who ends up being the or EPA per pass play, uh, which would include Lamar in 2019. And right now that player is actually Josh Allen. Uh, and and so at 13 to two, you know, depending upon where you look, I'm just looking at one book right now. I think that that's my favorite play uh, is Josh Allen at 13 to two. I know that they have difficulties at you know wide receiver beneath digs. And I know uh, he, he gets banged up a little bit, but for my money, I think that even in the games where they look weird offensively, he still makes that throw to that tight end that I've never heard of, um, you know, across his body that wows us. Right. And he has, you know, a lot of the same stuff Patrick does, but Patrick, I mean, they traded from a Cole Hardman today uh, to shore up that receiving core. I think it's going to take more time than Patrick Mahomes maybe has for that offense uh, to get him an MVP award. I think it's Josh Allen to me as the most bettable player at this number. For people that are like me, that are probably like 13 to 2, plus 700 at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the uh, the king of sportsbooks. And... and how about how about this? Throw the ball to Dalton Kincaid, you idiots! You drafted him in the first round. Just just a thought for the Buffalo Bills. Or Quentin Morris. Uh, 
because well, he had well, a big price on it. Quentin Morris was the tight end that Eric referred to. We had him at any time yeah. touchdown at a huge price on Sunday night. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Wonderful football Wednesday. Great to be talking week seven of the National Football League with our good friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Uh, let's go to the Bills game uh, coming up next year where there's wind in the forecast, right? They're eight and a half point road favorites at the Patriots. They've dominated this rivalry as of late, except for, you know, that one wind game a couple years ago on Monday Night Football. Now, as Ken said earlier in the show, that was a pretty good Patriots team, and this one does not look like it's pretty good. Bill's an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite. The total is 41. Do you feel like the Patriots can keep this game close, Eric? No. Uh, like, I make the game <laughs> eight-and-a-half, so, you know, I guess now that it's traveled out a little bit, like, it, or, it, you know, if it travels out to, like, let's say 10, I, I think that that numerically is bettable, but... I, I took the Patriots last week, as you guys remember on your show, and I lived to I barely lived to talk about it, right? I I, I don't think New England's a viable team uh and offensively. And so for my enjoyment as well as just like my mental and physical health, like I can't take New England um in, in any of these spots right now, uh a, a, until they figure it out offensively. And and Mac Jones, um, you know, he made one good throw to Devontae Parker, but you know, the pocket presence in the end zone to take that game from plus two to plus four, uh, you know, was something I'd never really want to back again. So I, I can see all the reasons to fade Buffalo in this spot. But in the NFL, it's really tough for me to make a case for one team as just a, a fade of another, especially when that team is pretty good like Buffalo. Eric, I want to ask you a, a kind of a two-part question here about the Arizona Cardinals. We obviously had the news today that Kyler Murray's back at practice. Now, we don't know exactly when he's going to return. We know it's not going to be Sunday against Seattle where they're an eight-and-a-half-point dog. So part one is just like, what do you make of that game? But then when Kyler does come back, they got Baltimore next week. Maybe it's then, maybe it's later. Four-and-a-half, their win total in the market still with Kyler's you know return kind of imminent now. So this weekend, Arizona, eight-and-a-half against Seattle. Future Arizona, what would you do with that kind of a number with, with Kyler? Tyler set to return. You know, I I have I make this game almost double digits. So I I like Seattle here. I've I've talked about Seattle all week. Seattle is a top 10 team in offense this year, despite the fact that, you know, when you watch that game on Sunday and you had Seattle plus three, which I talked about on the show last week, it it was maddening that they couldn't get to the window, at least at least to to cover the number, but also outright. Um, I think that they roll here. I, I've said this on a you know the last few weeks. I think this Arizona Cardinals team is still going to pick first, and I, I think Jonathan Gannon has been very impressive. I, I'm encouraged by Kyler Murray coming back, but Kyler Murray was also very bad for this team last year. And there's not a ton of talent um, I, without Baker, without without Murray this week. I just don't see how uh, you know they protect Josh Dobbs against the Seattle defense. It's going to send Devin Witherspoon off the slot basically every pass play. Uh, so I, I like Seattle to roll in this one. As far as the season-long stuff, you know, we may, we had the projected win total for Arizona at four, so we have them winning three more games the rest of the year. So I get, you know, I think under four and a half could be a play, but I do think you want to like wait until the injury reports and and really get the best number for when Kyler returns uh, with with some certainty. Because right now there's a ton of uncertainty clouding that win total. I uh, I laid the three with Cincinnati last weekend against Seattle, and I am here to tell you. I got outrageously lucky with winning that bet, uh, betting against Seattle last weekend with Cincinnati laying the three. Uh, Eric, let's go to the Ravens-Lions game in Baltimore. The Ravens are three-point home favorites. So, like, a two-part question here. Like, one, who do you like in the game? And two, 
do you consider the Detroit Lions to be like on the same level as the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC? And Ken telling me that this game has gotten bet to the over a little bit, now sitting in between 42 and a half and 43, Detroit and Baltimore. Yeah, I, I'm against some people who I really think are smart here. They, they all like the Ravens. This is one where, and I've been pretty tempered on the Lions this year um, relative to last year, but I like the Lions in this spot. And it's it's me, you know, the Lions are good at a lot of stuff. They're getting Jamison Williams, you know, into the fold, which I like. That was a, a component of their offense that I think that they were missing. Uh, now they have a deep guy in Williams. They have a, a do-everything-everywhere-all-at-once wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. And a tight end in Laporta who can continue like long term. That that's a great offense. So I'm buying them long term. I think at the line of scrimmage that they're very good on both sides of the ball. And, and when I look at Baltimore in this game, like Baltimore is just not doing the things they used to do to make them great. They're they're kicking field goals on fourth and short. They're dropping a lot of passes. They're get, uh, they've been injured for a long time. Like you can never really depend upon their whole team to stay healthy for a whole game. So if, if I'm going to get a full field goal with a team like Detroit playing that well against a team like that, I'm going to take it. And I know that there's weather conditions. I think weather favors Detroit. I think Detroit's a tougher team. And, uh, you know, I just think I just think a lot of ways in which this game could go sideways from a, a noise standpoint all favor Detroit. Eric, you got maybe a, a little more than a minute to go here. I want to ask you about the NFC South. If you have a bet on Falcons, Buccaneers, but by all means, obviously with Tampa, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, you know, New Orleans, we kind of know what's going on Thursday night against Jacksonville. We don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play, but you've got these three NFC South teams all in the mix. This division's interesting because they all have about the same price to win the division. Saints, like, favored to win the division, but not by much. Then Atlanta, then Tampa. It feels like it's all still unresolved. Like, who who would you bet if you had to bet one of these three, like, pretty miserable teams to win the NFC yeah. South? we got, like, a minute left. Yeah, it's bad. Atlanta has the easiest schedule, but they probably have the worst quarterback of those three. Um, Tampa Bay, I like their direction, but Tampa Bay is an injury or two away from being like the Cardinals or like the Rams. Um, so I, I would say New Orleans, and again, it, it kills every fiber of my body to bet a, on Derek Carr playing a home playoff game. Um, but that would be my my one, you know, that I would take now. I don't like any of them at current market prices, but if I had to say, you know, gun to head, who, who's going to win the division, I still think New Orleans. I think part of that is because I don't know if it's clear that Trevor Lawrence is playing Thursday. And if they can get a four, uh, four to three record advantage over the division going into the weekend, I think that that's a decent edge. Yeah, Saints a one-point home favorite right now at BetMGM Thursday Night Football against the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence officially listed as questionable on the final injury report. The total in that game is 40. Eric, final question for you. About 30 seconds, please, for the answer. Out of all the games that we have not yet discussed, side or total, what is your favorite look coming up in Week 7? Oh, it's a good question. Um, I like... Uh, that, yeah, that's I like, I like Cleveland-Indianapolis under. Uh, I know... It, it, 40 and a half was where I liked it before. I know that it's traveled down a little bit, um, but that game, I just don't see people crossing midfield very much in that game. Gardner Minshew versus Philip Walker does not feel to me like a game where either team is going to get to 20 points. Do, do, um, do you think like his friends call him PJ or Phil? I think it's like Peach, right? It's like, in, in, you know, it's probably not the full <laughs> PJ, you know? Uh, yeah. So call him that, that's probably it. I was yeah. going to say, maybe the good Dr. Walker. Uh, Doc Walker. Good stuff there from Eric. Eric, we love having you on the show. We appreciate you making the time. On Twitter, at Eric Eager underscore. Check out the Sumer Sports Football Show with Eric and Thomas Dimitrov. Eric, we appreciate it, man. Good luck with the bet. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, fellas. Take care.
Our good friend Eric Eager joining us here on You Better You Bet. On the other side, what do you want to do? You want to do Monster? Lochmas. Let's do Lochmas. All right, great. Lochmas coming up next year on You Better You Bet.